0: Hello? And welcome to another episode of Let's Get Snagging. If you're in the process of buying or have bought a new build property, then this podcast is for you. My name is Ian and I run Lively Professional Services Limited, a new build snagging company. In this week's episode, let's have a look at some of the more unpleasant visitors you could possibly get in your new home. Now that you have moved into your new home and have settled in, it's important to understand that there is the possibility of getting some unwelcome visitors. What do I mean by unwelcome visitors or the possibility of pest infestation. Pest infestation is when a species that is considered a pest infiltrates a location or area, whether individually or in a group. This can place those in the affected environment and the environment itself at risk of health-related problems or damage. Now that sounds disturbing, so what are the reasons which can lead to having a pest infestation? Pest infestation happens when there is access to a home. There can be a number of possible entry points which will allow pests to sneak in, with the possible attraction of available resources for them, such as food, water, moisture and even humidity. These resources are essential for pests to reproduce and to continue their species. Newly built homes can have gaps and cracks that can serve as entry points for pests to enter it doesn't matter whether you live in urban or rural areas pests can easily access your new home which means your home is susceptible to infestation understanding how and when pests invade your home can help you prevent these possible pest problems but what type of pests am i talking about here are some of the more common pests such as rodents which are really unpleasant and may need specialist pest control to eradicate them birds these can be especially annoying if they enter your roof area bats which are fully protected by by law, wasps and bees... Again, these will need a specialist pest control to get rid of them. And then you have ants, beetles and of course flies. However, one of the more unpleasant visitors to your new home can be rodents. Modern buildings and construction methods are ideal for them. Rodents, such as mice, usually enter newly built homes through cracks and holes found in walls and floors. Most homeowners don't usually recognise mouse holes until they see other signs appear letting you know you have unwelcome visitors. One of the things people don't realise is mice can fit through some very, very small holes this is due to their body shape and they can actually fit through holes as small as a quarter of an inch rodents are a public health pest and can cause serious harm and damage to property and have been known to spread diseases such as salmonella wheels disease and listeria through their urine droppings and bedding there are two main things that can attract mice and rats to your house these are food and shelter if you don't tidy up properly and there's food waste on the floor or surfaces rodents are going to love it rats and mice also need shelter particularly during winter To avoid the worst of the cold rodents tend to move around more during summer as opposed to other seasons this is a necessity for their survival to relocate from their winter and spring nesting areas into places where they will be more comfortable during the summer heat. Rodents like to be left alone, so they will look for quieter places to live. How do you know if you have a mouse infestation? Mice are tiny creatures, however, the crews they leave behind tend to be quite noticeable. Some of the signs to look out for if you have a rodent infestation are chewer scratch marks, especially on shelves and food packaging. You may also notice telltale scratches on skirting boards or around the flooring. There's food and crumb debris on shelves, or unusual places like in the middle of a floor. You might see mouse droppings. These look like small oblong pellets. These are common in well used mouse corridors such as underneath the sinks, in the back of cabinets or in the corners of rooms. Nests made of fabric, shredded paper, pet hair, string or other soft shredded materials might be found and you could hear noises like scratching or squeaking in the walls at night. You may also notice if you have pets their behaviour changes such as barking or scratching or pawing underneath your appliances. There are a few things you can do to get rid of mice in a new house. Make sure to remove all the food sources. Mice only need a small amount of food each day. Get rid of any nesting materials. You can seal any entry points. You can use natural mouse repellent. Get a cat. Everybody wants a cat. Try live traps. You can use sound to get rid of them or use essential oils. The next best on my list are birds. Birds can be a real nuisance especially during the nesting season. Any small hole in your roof can allow access into the soffits or roof area. If you notice a lot of bird activity around your house have a look to see if there are any holes or birds that are entering the roof these can be blocked before the nesting season but be aware if the birds have started to build the nests then they are protected by the wildlife and countryside act 1981 and the nests cannot be disturbed or removed as they are legally protected if you are found guilty of disturbing or destroying a nest this can have a maximum penalty of six months imprisonment and an unlimited fine which can be imposed in respect of each bird nest or egg effect There are a few things you can do though to help prevent birds nesting such as blocking any visible holes or entry points. Installing anti-perching devices such as spikes, specially designed for the purpose of preventing birds perching or roosting. Bird netting or meshes can also be used, especially if you have chimney pots. If you've used any of these methods though, it's important that they are installed correctly and regularly inspected. The next pest on the list are bats. Bats, unlike mouse and rat infestation, bats are harmless and cause no damage to your property. They can be found in both old and new properties and they only eat insects they don't know through cables wood wire or insulation and they won't infest your property as they have only one baby per year and they don't build nests bats are also clean animals and pose no health risk to humans bats can find somewhere to roost either in the roof space behind fascia boards soffits or even in ridge tiles they can also nest between gaps in the mortar which gives access to your cavity Of the 17 British species there are only two the horseshoe bats and they are both rare which sleep hanging by their feet The remainder rarely do this but cling on with thumbs and feet or squeeze themselves into crevices Roosts are not used all year round but bats will return to them each year It is important to note bats are fully protected by both UK and European legislation This gives them full protection Many bats are endangered or threatened if you do have have bats in your home You must not Block their access Because you can Get an unlimited fine And receive up to Six months imprisonment If you do Also you can be Fined or imprisoned If you deliberately Capture, injure Or kill bats Damage or destroy A breeding or resting place Obstruct access To their resting Or sheltering place Possess Self control Or transport Live or dead bats Or part of them Intentionally or Recklessly disturb a bat While it's in a structure Or place of shelter There are also Some activities That can harm bats Which are Renovating or converting a demolition in a building cutting down or removing branches from a mature tree repairing or replacing a roof repointing brickwork insulating or converting a loft installing lighting in a roost or outside if it lights up the entrance to the roost removing commuting habitats like hedgerows watercourses or woodlands and changing or removing bats foraging areas in many cases you should be able to avoid harming the bats or damaging or blocking access to their habitats you'll need an expert though to do a bat survey the survey will show what type of bats you have, how many there are and how the bats are using the building or area so you can plan to avoid harming them. If you need to carry out any repairs or work to your home which might affect any bats it's advisable to seek advice from Natural England before any maintenance work is carried out or you can seek advice from a licensed ecologist. The next pest on the list are wasps and bees. Whilst it's impossible to remove some pest infestations yourself I would highly advise that you call a professional pest controller to get rid of any wasps and and be nests. It requires specialist expertise and knowledge to get rid of them. Wasps usually occupy cracks and holes around your home, sheds and even holes in the garden area. You should never ignore a nest as wasps nests will continue to grow. The majority of nests however will die off in the winter. But at the end of the season the queen will survive and produce between 8 and 20 new queens who will then go on and build nests nearby. Which means the following year your infestation is going to get a lot worse. Wasps nests usually start off small like the size of a golf ball but can grow to over the size of a beach ball. Wasps can cause damage to property by chewing through wood and plasterboard to expand their nests structural damage can be caused by a wasp can have serious consequences but what if you have a bee infestation and what type of bees are there well there are three types of bees these are honeybees carpenter bees and mason bees bees can cause damage to your home in a number of ways if you suspect that you have a bee nest it's important to have them professionally removed as quickly as possible to limit the damage they cause honeybees enter through small openings in soffits eaves and even the holes left in the external electric box and the out of your home. Bees construct honeycombs and can fill up the entire cavity of your home and can have hundreds or thousands of bees living in the colony where there is a significant risk of potential structural damage due to the weight of the growing colony. Carpenter bees these are well known for creating tunnels in unsealed or painted woodwork where they lay their eggs. Carpenter bees do not eat the wood but they can cause some serious damage as they burrow into it. Mason bees these unlike honeybees tend to be solitary. There is no risk from masonry bees building a colony but they do turn tunnel into the mortar of your new home to make their shelter, and will be more than happy setting up home in your brickwork. Since they are loners, there is less likelihood of them causing any damage, but their numbers can grow and eventually become a threat to the structure of your new home. Because bee colonies can grow up to thousands of bees, the sheer weight of a large colony is all it takes to cause some serious damage to the walls and roof in your home. Since bees are attracted to brick walls and roofs it is important to look out for any signs you might have a problem. A colony of bees can grow up to having thousands of bees living in it and one beehive can hold up to 80 pounds of honeycomb. You'll want to remove the bees and then the hive to ensure that neither is armed. Bees are important to the ecosystem therefore the best thing to do is to contact a professional who can do this on your behalf with the right tools and experience. The next pests on the list are ants, beetles and flies. These are probably the easiest to eradicate however one of the more common pests we see are plaster beetles which can be unsightly when you see them in large numbers if you think you have a plaster beetle problem don't panic they've been around for hundreds of years and they get their name from being mostly found living in the plaster work of both domestic and industrial buildings the plaster beetles thrive in damp conditions which makes them more prevalent during autumn and winter or damp conditions in a newly built property for more information on this check out season 2's episode 8 of the podcast plaster beetles feed off mold which is caused by the plaster work or decoration not being dried out or where damp plaster occurs possibly through a leak plaster Plaster beetles occur naturally outside buildings and may be attracted to worms by exterior lights. Any structure where moisture persists due to the excessive moisture, such as a water leak, condensation, or inadequate ventilation, which, which encourages more growth, can be the source for plaster beetle infestation. Although plaster beetles are not harmful, they are not a nice addition to your home, as many homeowners can confirm. If you want to find out whether you have plaster beetles, the first thing you need to know is that they can range in size from 0.08 millimetres to 3mm long. They are hard shelled and can vary in colour from brown, reddish brown or black. They are good flyers and can be attracted to windowsills, light fittings or sinks. They have a life cycle of around 13-28 to days from hatching. They breed in high numbers so once they get into your house it is not long before you have an infestation. One of the ways to prevent an infestation of plaster beetle is to keep your house dry and free from moisture such as having the heating on, sufficient ventilation and locating any areas of excess moisture. Fixing leaks or areas of poor ventilation such as under stairs cupboards will also help. You can use dehumidifiers at home this can also help. Another area is to identify any moisture source which is key to eradicating the beetle infestation and controlling mould growth which is also a food source for the beetles. Once these are corrected, I would always advise getting an expert to confirm the identity of these beetles. They will also advise on how best to eradicate them and prevent future infestation. If you feel you have a possible leak or wet walls, you should report this to your builder, who will need to investigate and rectify any issues that will hopefully help eradicate the plastomites. They may even employ the services of a pest controller. I hope you found this podcast interesting and would like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already and if you can please share the podcast with friends or if you are a member of a Facebook group on your development please let the group know about the podcast as other new-build buyers might find it useful. If there is anything you would like me to cover or have a question then please drop me an email to socials at services. don't forget or one word .co.uk. and if you want to know more about what we do or would like more information you can visit our website at www.livelyprofessionalservices.co.uk and if you look under our socials there's some useful blogs in there as well so until next time see you soon